Welcome to Behold, a podcast about beholding Jesus and becoming like Him. This week, Tyler Hardy talks with Chris and Samantha Surface on finding the will of God for our lives. Chris and Samantha share vulnerably about how they've sought the will of God in different seasons and share how seeking first the kingdom of God above all else has brought perspective and clarity. Hey everybody, so glad you're joining with us for episode two of the Behold podcast. And today I've got my friends uh, Chris and Samantha Surface and uh, they're here to talk with us a little bit about finding the will of God. And it can be kind of a big topic, uh, but that's why we brought you guys in. We brought in the big dogs because uh, they've uh, had just an incredible journey walking with the Lord. And we really are excited to interview them and get to share them with you guys. So hopefully you'll enjoy. So Chris and Samantha, um, Samantha, start with you ladies first. Just kind of give our audience just a little kind of two-minute overview of uh, who is Samantha Service, a little bit about kind of what you're doing in life. Uh, where you're from, some of those basics. Okay, so well, I'm recently Samantha Surface, formerly Samantha Duffy, Whoop. as of five months ago. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun, a new adjustment. And Chris and I got married in May. I've been coming to Antioch since 2012. I'm, during my freshman year, Antioch was one of the first churches I came to. You're a veteran. I, you Here know, Chris beats yes. me, and obviously you do too, Tyler. <laughs> um, but, and then have, did grads, or, I'm in grad school right now, mm-hmm. did my undergrad here, spent a little bit of time overseas with our church, and currently in my last year of graduate school. Awesome. Hi, right, Chris. Yeah, so I was in A&M here in 2009, had just given my life to Jesus, and uh, heard about this crazy church from Waco that was starting, so uh, hopped in one of the services at the, uh, what was it, the... Barbara Bush, oh, yeah, Barbara right. Bush Convention yep. Center, and and uh, the rest is history. Yeah, it's about what twelve years ago almost. You and, hopped in uh, early. You were hopped in early. Are yeah. Real. <laughs> hey, I'm, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I almost never came back. So uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get into that later. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. a little teaser there. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, pretty quickly just signed up and called this place family, and I've uh, left as well overseas a few times, twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but have always had College Station Antioch uh, as my home base. So. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Um, okay, guys, well, hey, let's just jump into the topic. And um, uh, so, you know, finding the will of God, like that's a really big topic and probably elusive for many people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do think that people desire to, as they come into a relationship with Jesus, I think we all desire to kind of figure out, okay, God, what's next? Like, what do you really have in store for my life? Like, what are your real plans for me? And I think there's a genuine desire for people to not want to miss it, right? I think that when we talk about the will of God, we don't want to miss it. And so um, maybe, Chris, just starting with you, just kind of, you know, when you when you think about the concept, the idea, we want to hear some stories in a little bit, just kind of see your journey, but just when you think about the will of God, kind of how would you unpack that to someone who's just kind of, asking about it for the first time, kind of how would you kind of uh, uh, share that in, in, in like a general sense? Yeah, well, thank you again for uh, giving us such an easy topic. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, over the years, the concept of what is God's will for my life has really changed. I would say that the main way it's changed is from being a, uh, a place, a vocation, a, hey, what are you supposed to be doing versus what are you supposed to be? Who are you? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say the will of God is what, what was God's intention for, for Chris when he created him? 
And, uh, and yeah, it applies into my vocation, my work, my, my going and coming, my staying. But, but really, it's like, what was his intention for, for, for me, the, the heart, the new heart that he would give me, the life, the, the fruit of that life? And so that's kind of what it means to me and how it's evolved over the years. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, man, you want to add that? Just kind of, if you're trying to unpack it, I don't know. Let's say you're talking to one of my kids. Uh, Samantha was a nanny for my kids at some point, uh, which we're very appreciative of. In those formative years, preparing you to be an amazing mom one day. But um, but let, let's say, I don't know, if you were talking to one of my kids and just they're like, hey, you know, what? how, how do you... How do you define or how do you kind of unpack the idea of the will of God? Like, how would you share that just kind of in layman's terms? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> first of all, I think for a long time I made, the temptation is to make the will of God a very daunting, intimidating mm. thing. And so I think yeah. I like what you said. How do you keep it really simple? Because it's true. It's like if we are supposed to interpret things, the things of God like children, yes. then it really has to be simple. And I have a tendency not to make it simple. But... I think I would, I, I like to I like to replace the will of God with the desire of God. Mm. So it's like, what is God's desire? Like, mm. what is it for me? What is it in this moment, his desire? And I think it's just taking things from his perspective. So it's like, what would he want? Yes. And, it, and it takes it, it takes away, I think a bit of the like, what am I supposed to do in this like massive vision? Yep. And just to this simple day to day. And what would he do in this situation? You know, yep. what would my father do? Like, what would yes. he want for me in this moment? Um, and that's kind of what I think of when I yeah. think of the will yeah. of God. I love how you're framing that with <clears throat> will of God or like the desire of God. Because I think I'm reminded, this is your shame, reminded of, um, you know, when, when Jesus said, um, I, I only do what I see my father doing. Yes. Or I'm about my father's business. Some of those statements mm -hmm. from Jesus. And it's, okay, like he's trying to say to us that he, he's here on earth, the son of God, to to do something that's going to be pleasing, honoring to him, that's going to fulfill his desires. Mm -hmm. And so I guess when we get into the will of God, it's, man, it really all of a sudden becomes a little bit more of less about maybe my passions, mm -hmm. yeah. less about, although we are passionate, we're gifted in things, but more about, wait a second, I want his passions. Like, I want his yeah. desires. I love how you how you frame that. Um, okay, so Samantha, let's go back to you. Just, okay, so kind of unpack a little bit just your story, your journey of, just kind of give us the shorter version of, hey, how did you how did you come to know Christ? And then obviously I think anyone coming coming to know Jesus for the first time, then those questions come up at somewhere along the way, maybe it's in our teenage years or whatever, we're saying, um, okay, well, I, I want to figure out who he really is, but then I also want to know what to do. And so just maybe kind of as we talk about the will of God, or the desires of God, kind of what was that maturing process like for you in those early days? We'll kind of get into it later. Okay. Well, um, I, I walked, I guess I came to know Jesus when I was younger mm -hmm. and I really, I look back on my childhood and I just loved, I really just loved the person of Jesus <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. It doesn't mean though that I had all the, I had to deal with all the sure. junk, you know, along the way, but, um, specifically when I came to college was when I was very more radically impacted by the word of God and like, wow, yes. we need to live this out more, you know, than just being a kind of a Southern Christian. And 
something I just early on started feeling was this idea of like, if I just stay really close, and we say this a lot, so, but if I just it can align myself with the church, I feel like I'll always be safe. Mm. And so like, like for instance, my freshman year, I was in like every organization you can think of. I mean, I was like in a sorority, <laughs> I was in a leadership conference and a government organization. I mean, it was just insane. And then yes. also trying to be a part of this church. And I remember at one point really wrestling with which one do I want to pursue? Mm, like, right. do I want to like go the full leadership route? And and I think it's great. Like we need people that love yes. Jesus in all those environments. That's not this talk conversation, but like, which one do I really want to give myself to? And I just, every time I prayed about it, I just felt like the safer option, not safety and like what we think, but just yeah. if I want to maintain what I actually desire in God, I feel like it's to stay as close to the church as possible. So I just started doing that. And mm. so the decisions I just started making were in line with um, God and the church being a part of it. And I still did things out like internships and things outside of just church activities, but I just tried to always make sure that I was a part of a body because it felt like it was going to help set me up to being on the right path. Yes. So for me, and I, and I did that because I really legitimately had a huge fear mm. of missing the will of God for like, I would wow. say most of my college years and then like right after college one of my greatest fears was just the fear of the unknown like wow. i'm just terrified i'm gonna miss it you know or i do something and i look back and i'll have regret and and so it was something i thought about constantly so that was kind of my response was like if i, I think if i just stick with yes, the church like I'll, i like won't regret you know so that was a little yes. bit of what my journey kind of looked yeah. like that's so interesting to think of uh you know it it kind of reminds me of if someone would say in a different way, but say, why do I want to be saved? And I don't want to go to hell. You know, it's like, yes. okay, well, the true, <laughs> but actually there's actually more to it. Then yes. it's not just, it's not just a negative. It's, uh -huh. but I think we're all prone to that. We're prone to, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> you know, yep. it's not out of desire if I want to do right, is that I don't want to get into trouble, you know? And mm -hmm. I think that hearing you share that, it's probably so common for a lot of people of, of how many people have actually said, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss the will of God. And they feel like there's there's these never-ending tipping points or crossroads they come to, like never-ending, and it's, uh, I don't want to miss it here, I don't want to miss it here. And it almost can yeah. make us feel like we're never going to win. Mm -hmm. Or, well, maybe we got it right in this relationship, but maybe in the job we didn't. Or mm -hmm. maybe making this move to the East Coast was right, but then maybe I missed it here. And this is it's this kind of questioning, I think, you know, of... Are we in the will of God? Was that the will of God? Well, if it wasn't, oh well, I can be forgiven, but move on. I mean, just this this game. So, yeah. I don't know, Chris, I don't know if you've experienced it on some level, but just, you know, you mentioned that, hey, you really gave your life to Jesus in 2009, yeah. uh, which is awesome. I love that. And you started following him. And so here you are as like a college student, different than Samantha's story, following Jesus, and at the same time, really wanting to like get it right. You know, as much as I know you, it's like, you're a man of excellence, you want, but it's like, I can, I can perceive going back in time, you want to like get it right with God, whatever that is, and get in the Word and figure it out. So just how did you navigate some of those early questions you had about, well, what is my purpose? What's the will of God in my life? Like as you started searching the scriptures really for the first time yeah. and going deep, kind of what are some of those questions you had and kind of how did you resolve some of those things? Yeah. So like I said earlier, to me, very early on, not that it still doesn't to some extent, but the will of God felt very like substantial, like doing, acting, going. Yeah. 
And so um, I studied civil engineering in college and had just gotten saved. And all of a sudden, I'm at, sudden I'm at this crisis of like, why am I even in school? Uh-huh. Why am I even studying? Which we've all had. <laughs> like none of this matters, you know. Uh, and uh, and so I graduate and I said, you know what? I'm just going to like put this on pause for a second. So I took that summer. Most of my friends had jobs lined up. I, I could have, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, and I spent the summer in northern Uganda. Hmm. And uh, Antioch at that time had an orphanage set up over there. So I just said, hey, I'm just going to show up and help. Yep. Um, I, I showed up and helped. And that wasn't, let me say this, that wasn't like a super spiritual, like, thus says the Lord, go. It was just like, I just need to go figure some stuff out. So I just hmm. went for it. Coming back, unfortunately, that made my life even harder <laughs> with like wrestling through what is God's will. Cause I just been exposed to the like sad reality that there are people that have never heard about Jesus. Yeah. There is extreme poverty that yes. I've never seen, right. but now I've seen it and I'm not, not the same. So yes. I came back and I didn't know what I was going to do, but I just said, you know what? Kind of like Sam, maybe not as much fear at the time, but I'm just sticking with the church. So I stuck around here in college station. I was, um, again, graduated with an engineering degree. I was working at a landscape landscape company and just said, hey, I'm just going to stick it out here at the church. And what I would say happened over the next four years is like just the most unique orchestration of circumstances mm. to, you know, all of a sudden I'm in an engineering job here in College Station, which back in 2011, like you weren't getting an engineering job no, in College Station, no, no. like it just wasn't <laughs> happening. Um you know, and it was like decision after decision where I just said, you know what, I'm just going to, um, you know, follow God. And I'm not going to worry about the rest of this. Right. It was just like he showed up and I could go into stories about that. And so I would say early on, kind of what I found was I never got the thus says the Lord audible voice thing happening. I never um, really even had incredible like encounters with the Lord that just gave me physical direction. But as I just like said, you know what? I'm just going to follow him. I'm going to serve. Yeah. Like he just showed up from financial ways to opportunity ways, um, and and to me it was kind of like the the living experience of seek first the kingdom of heaven, mm-hmm. and all these things will be added to you. Right. You know. And it was like, I mean, if we're just talking about the will of God, one one thing that I experienced on the financial front mm. early on, man, I just was giving everything away, and it was like. <laughs> I could not give it all away because it was like I'd give it away and double would come back, you know. Wow. And so I just like give it away again and like kind of like a snowball of like, what am come on, like what's going on? Like, <laughs> like I'm, tr- I'm trying to like live simply, but I keep getting more. And so I just keep giving it away. And, That's awesome. Uh, anyways, some cool oh. stories with that. But yeah, so I would say early on, maybe to summarize this, is yeah. I just like walked. And I yeah. said, you know what, I'm going to walk alongside the church. Right. And right. Uh, God showed up. Yeah. And uh, and while those were tough years, you know, a lot of wrestling, mm-hmm. um, I would say they were foundational years yes. for me. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. <clears throat> and um, I love just even, you know, I think we can over-spiritualize a decision. You're like, I just oh, went to Uganda. Yeah, you're, you're just, like, oh, just speak from heaven. Go figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that easier. Yeah, that's just a tip for our audience. If you tend to lean into, I've got to have it all figured out before I go, you'll probably still be waiting um, because life is set up in such a way. And, and even Jesus, I think, modeled for us just life is on the go. Yeah. And things develop and happen not by sitting around waiting for him, just going after it. Mm-hmm. 
It's, it's that idea to go make disciples. It's mm-hmm. the idea to seek the Father. To, to, it's like there's this action-oriented nature in us that I think, to your point, we discover more about God and who we are by just going on the journey with Him, yeah. you know? Um, okay, so you mentioned a little overseas experience. So, Samantha, back to you. Just You've had a bit as well. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I would, would love just for you to share just a little bit about your experience in Europe that one summer uh, during Engage the Crisis. I think it was, mm-hmm. was it 2016, yep. is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, m- many of you guys know, but just... Again, we had this large refugee crisis thing happening across Europe 2016. And, I mean, the world was kind of fixed on what is happening here. And, yes. um, and uh, we as a church pulled together with other Antioch churches and said, hey, let's send people and figure it out. We weren't really sure what we're doing. Uh, so you guys got sent to Belgium, uh, which was quite interesting, uh, although they've got great coffee and uh, some great pastries and great waffles in Belgium. But you signed up for an adventure, yeah. and kind of like Chris, it's like he just went to Uganda, didn't really know what it was all about. Yeah. You signed up, but like, hey, I'm in, <laughs> but yeah. not really sure what I'm getting to myself yeah. into. So maybe just, maybe just unpack a little bit of that summer in terms of, you know, one, like, why did you go? Like, where? Like, what was your thought process in that? Because I think we talk about the will of God. We it, it is part of our decision making process, and so. What were the things you thought through, prayed through, considered, and going, and then just maybe sharing a little bit about, okay, now you're there, and you're asking the question, man, am I like in the will of God, or am I like actually doing what he wants me to do this summer? Because I'm sure there's some days you wake up and you're thinking, what are we doing? Like, was this a mistake? And other days you're like, this is, we're on, we're on the glory yeah. cloud. You know, totally. just maybe take us through that process getting there. And then once you're there, just kind of some of the things that God was teaching you in that time. Yeah. So, you know, it is so funny because as Chris and I both said, although kind of differently motivated this theme of like, we're going to just stick with the church. Like mm. this is God's church and the body, you know, the bride. And it's so funny because it's it really is through that that. I now feel like I have a greater understanding of like, what has God put inside of me? Mm. It was from all these experiences. And I would say that's like, whether you're gonna be a missionary or most likely not, like you, that still comes out in these right. environments. It's, it's crazy. And, and so 2016 was the end of my time in college. So every summer before that I had already, I'd been going on mm. an uh, Antioch mission trip. And so what would happen during those summers is I really would just feel alive. I mean, they were not all easy. I mean, our first one, we went to Mongolia, and I remember being like, Lord, <laughs> if, I mean, if you, if this is what your will is, like, I'll come back. But, you know, it was so hard. It was like such a hard trip. Yes. <laughs> and um, But still, you look back and you can see God and, like, what sure. he did. It's always easier yes. to look back and be like, I yes. can see what God was doing now that I'm removed. Yes. Even though it was in, hard. Even though yeah. it was hard. Yeah. And um, anyway, so all those years were incredibly formative to where when 2016 came, my heart was burning to be overseas. And what was going on with the refugee crisis was so elusive to us over here in the West. It was mm-hmm. like, we don't really know what's going on, yes. but it looks mm-hmm. crazy. And we actually hadn't really experienced <clears throat> right. that our generation yet to that level. Granted, refugee crises have been happening yeah. forever. Yes. Um, and so... You know, we were pumped. I mean, Tyler, you gave us an incredible team. And so we were like excited and ready to go. But I remember feeling terrified. Like most people don't know this, but I, I like intentionally ha- like scheduled more time to pray that semester beforehand. Cause wow. I was like, 
I'm, this is terrifying. Like you watch the news and granted we were, you know, we're like pulling people off of boats, we're in Belgium, you know? sure. And so yeah. it was different, but it was just like, <clears throat> I, I hardly knew anything about Muslims mm. at this point. And, you know, we're supposed to lead these teams. And so we get to, and we get, not to, we get to Belgium and, um, you know, the people that I'm, that were on my team, they're all older than me. And so I was like, well, that was kind of, you know, already uncomfortable. Sure. You know, who am I? And what are we, you know, and the first few weeks we were in Belgium, we, we couldn't even find a refugee. I mean, it was mm. like, here we come. You know, we came to love you. We can, we're ready with all yeah. of that. <laughs> it was like, it was like we can, where are they? You know, and it was like, hey, this is not what we were planning. So all of our training, you know, so we're like just going out in Europe, you know, doing evangel yes. cold evangelism to a people it's not like college station like if you want to learn how to share the gospel brian college station's ripe amen you know it's amen. like anybody can respond well to that yes. but like in europe i mean they just think you're crazy you know yeah. so it was just like talking to somebody was very <laughs> painful you know or you explain the gospel and they'd be like i've never heard that yeah. you know and so yeah. the first few weeks were anyway it was powerful finally we get um we we, we really start working with refugees and I mean, it was just, there was, it, I mean, it was an incredibly, it was an incredible experience, mm. very difficult experience, right. emotional, every day was different and no, there was no handbook, you know? So you like yeah. go into these refugee centers and people, I would just, I mean, listen for hours, just sit in a room with women, listen to their stories or not even listen. I can't speak with them. I don't have an interpreter. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm just like singing worship music, smiling, smiling, and, playing uh, Uno. I like learned one, two, three, four in Arabic, you know, <laughs> it was just like, just pre be present. Wow. And, but it was, we did see incredible testimonies of what God right. was doing that summer. Not, definitely not every day. There sure. were weeks where we were like, okay, we are here, you know, and you feel more inadequate than ever in an environment like that, because yeah. who are we? Yes. But um, So let me ask you just on that real quick. So <clears throat> you're there, and you're there on mission. You've raised this money. You've given up your summer. We're like, here we go. Mm -hmm. And yet <clears throat> every day is not, it's not what you expected. So, like, where is that internal place that kept you centered and focused, even though outwardly or circumstantially, you're like, mm -hmm. this, this almost feels like, like we're, like we're not even yeah. doing it. You know, like, yeah. when, when you look at your circumstances, and yet, like, where do you land and go back to, no, like, this is good. Like, mm -hmm. I'm able to get up and put yesterday behind me and try again to do like what what's that motivational piece when you feel like you took a big risk and i i believe this is what god's saying for me i believe this is the next thing this is right where he is but i'm not necessarily experiencing that you know what i'm saying like because that's a hard thing for people where do you like what did you have to dig in and find even as a 22 year old young lady right out of college where did you go to so that you didn't just crumble or just quit yeah. right yes. <clears throat> well um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, actually, something that I think about is just the value of mission. You know, something mm. I like miss even when we were like doing our year in Indonesia and these other. It's like when you're when you're on a team and you're actually outside of America, you have this mission. You're like, I came here mm. to share the gospel. You know, so it's like this driving mission to see something, and it's something that actually I actively have to like put on here in the United States because it's not like this is like my home. So it's really quickly for me to kind of ignore mission because yeah. I don't really, I, I didn't really go anywhere. You know, does that make sense? Yep. And so in Belgium, it was like, well, we're here 
and we're gonna love them. And sometimes that meant like literally walking in the rain with an umbrella every day, just prayer walking. Yes. And I think, so one of them is just mission and two, and then the other would be just testimonies. Like you would hear something of what happened on another base. Like, wait, yeah. so like that person started walking that was paralyzed mm. or like, that whole refugee family from Iran came to know Jesus. It was just like those wow. those testimonies made it worth it. Yes. And summers following, I, the following summer, I was in Greece again working with refugees, and we heard the craziest stories about mm. people coming to know Jesus. And the stories were always like, oh yeah, I was in a refugee camp, and this woman gave me a Bible, and I threw it at her. And then and I went to another refugee camp, and some a woman in a bread line gave me like a something, and I told her I spit on her. I told her I was a Muslim, you know. And then like the third time Jesus encountered me. Mm. And I and it was like stories like <laughs> wow. that that I was like, we have to just be okay with being people that are willing yes. to just sow seeds and be like, I don't need to see the fruit of it because right. look what happened. So yeah. that second summer mm. in Greece, I remember being like, what happens 12 months ago? Like, I'm not, so that was not necessarily because of us, but sure. what God was doing was so powerful because people were being faithful just to be okay with sowing seeds. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I that's like, so that's something good. I like, even try to remember today with so like, good. it's not my right to see something, but yeah. if I can take joy with yes. being faithful, then I'll see that. my life will, you know, bear witness to it. So I love that. Hey, so that's a reminder for everybody. Someone throws a Bible at you, just know <laughs> Jesus is going to get him. All right. Yeah, Eventually he's coming. Uh, he's coming. Okay. So <clears throat> Chris, um, and maybe just to key off of what Samantha was sharing, I think what's coming to mind was just this idea of perseverance with like the will of God. So it's like, hey, God, you called me into this or you gave me this assignment. Okay, that sounds rosy. Yeah. Rubber meets the road. Uh, I've got to like overcome a bunch to stay engaged, right? With yeah. the, so, so maybe to share a little bit with our audience, just your story of going to the Sudan. I think it's unique because you, you wanted to do something with your degree. As you mentioned, you had a degree in, in, yeah. in engineering. You were like, I want to help. I have a skill set. I have an engineering degree. I, I, how can I do that in this nation in a place where desperately needs some help on the structural practical side, mm -hmm. but I also want to be engaged spiritually, and that's difficult. But just maybe unpack a little bit just how, how did you go from Bryan College Station to the Sudan, engaging in a work there, trying to use a degree? And then also, I know some of your story wasn't all roses. There were some dark days, you know, but just so how did yeah. you, how did you persevere? And even though you maybe felt like crumbling at times, but you stayed in it because you knew God initiated something. He invited you into it yeah. and you were convinced of that. And you stayed with it. Just talk about that perseverance and kind <clears throat> of that journey. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of mentioned earlier about my first experience in Africa and that really just shook me up and yes. it, it really made me not okay with just the ordinary. And, and, and I'm thankful for that. So fast forward four years, I've been working at an engineering firm, great place, gave me awesome experience. But the whole time there's like, ah, there's something here that is like drawing me. Um, so I've been praying into that. Uh, I've been giving to Africa, um, to Antioch's orphanage. I've been, you know, what, with what I could here in the States investing yes. in that. And, uh, kind of small world, my college roommate, uh, one of my closest friends, actually best man at my wedding, um, ended up in South Sudan um, about 
about two years after we graduated. So he was over there and I knew he was doing his thing. And But they're just, you know, he was with a different organization out of Houston. I just didn't really connect the dots. And so um, he sent me a job opportunity with his organization. And, and it was right exactly what with what you're saying, Ty. We need an engineer to come help us do some construction. And, and it sparked my interest. I was like, well, I don't know. This feels like what I've been praying for sure. like the whole time. Well, <laughs> as that evolved, they were like, yeah, well, actually, you know, it, they were just figuring stuff out as well. They're like, uh, okay, it's not a job. We just want you to volunteer. And <laughs> <laughs> Catch. Sounds a big deal. I was like, can you come? And I, I almost like completely wrote it off. And, wow. and I won't get into the whole story, sure. but I felt after I just sat down and I was praying about this this thing in my heart. I'm like, God, you're calling me. And and I had completely ignored this opportunity. And he was like, basically, like, hey, I put that right in front of you. Go wow. back and look at it. Wow. And so... Like, I Just so you yeah. know, I worked through your buddy, through that company to get to you, and even to recognize, oh, wow. I mean, it was like probably... God's working that way. It was a couple months after I'd received that and had a preliminary conversation. I had just completely forgot about it. Wow. And so I'm still praying into it. I'm like, all right, sure. God, you're calling me. Where are you sending me? Uh-huh. Wrestling through this will of God thing on my life. And he's like, hey, buddy, like, so I, I handed it to you. <laughs> and you just like put it in your yes. your red folder of your inbox. Mm-hmm. Go back to it. So uh, I went back to it and, wow. uh, and, and anyways, pursued it. Uh, that was tough, man. I, I showed up uh, to rural South Sudan, one of the most undeveloped countries in the world. Um, I was... Spent six months out of the year alone in a village. Uh, no other Westerners, white people, uh, definitely barely anyone that spoke English. Mm. And uh, I, I want to mention something. It's it's kind of a small like, hey, I'm with you, Chris. Uh, I, I talked about the financial thing earlier. But as an engineer um, that was a single guy for four years, I should have had like plenty of money. But like it was just not what I chose to do. I chose to give. Um, and yeah. so... I'm like getting ready to go and I'm I'm not broke but like I mean my savings accounts like, You're close. like I'm close. <laughs> yeah. And I had just given a, a pretty large sum of money away before I even like knew about this whole deal. And uh anyways they said, "Hey, we're not going to pay you. Um it's going to be really hard. You're going to be alone out in the middle of Africa, but uh we'd really like you to come." <laughs> Fortunately for them, you know, God was speaking to me. I felt like he was, and so that's what got me on board. Not, not their, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> not their incentive package. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I needed to raise a certain amount of money. Well, I felt again to add to the snowball this like strong conviction. Hey, if God's calling me to this, He's going to provide. So I chose not to raise support, ask mm-hmm. for money. I made my needs known. I talked to whoever I could tell that I was going. Man, like twice what I needed came wow. in. Uh, from unsolicited uh, requests wow. for me to go. And almost to the dollar, it was double what I had given like just months prior. Like wow. it was really interesting. It was kind of wow. that, you know, uh, reaping, Come like on. sow what you'll reap type yes. thing. And I, I wasn't looking for that. It just, sure. I was like, okay, I think God, that was like the the nail in the coffin. Not, not that wasn't the yes. best analogy. Yes. That was what just put me overboard <laughs> yes. and uh, sent me. So I was like, okay, God's behind me. He paid for it. Yeah, yeah. I can I can show up. Mm-hmm. Well, showing up and persevering are two different things, you know. Yeah. And so I would say what kept me in there was just knowing that that he was with me. I mean, 
there were days, man, that I literally was like, all right, I'm just going to like start walking to the Uganda border 200 miles away and get out of here. You know, there was, there was no way in or out except for a private plane. It was kind wow. of in the middle of a civil war. I was eating rice and beans, two meals a day, um, hard labor, uh, working with the locals, trying to disciple men, and they barely spoke English, and I'm just like dry, going crazy. Um, I learned some good lessons. Don't go alone to the middle of nowhere. I would say that to a lot of young people. In the middle of Civil War. I would say go with family, go with uh, yeah. people that are uh, like-minded, like-hearted, that right. God's sending you with. But in the middle of that, I just learned that, that he was my provider. And so mm. I never lacked anything. I never lacked food. Um, sometimes I thought I was going to. Um, and uh, But what kept me in there was like the the consistent, like, him just showing up in situations that I'm like, okay, I could I could chalk that up to circumstance, but I know that my father cares about me. And so it was like those moments, those him providing for me financially, him um, rallying people around me that I never thought could get behind this type of vision mm-hmm. um, that kept me there. And um, I'm trying to, it's been a while, so I'm trying to reflect on like what kept me in in those hard moments. But I would say it was just like, I was rooted back on something bigger than myself mm. so that when it was not a fun experience, it was like, okay, it's not about me. God's here. He's with me. Yeah. And so I can, I can stay. And so, wow. um, huh? yeah, I was also <laughs> had no way out. So maybe, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but I, I do think that, man, you know, sometimes, um, you know, God puts us in positions that we can't just wiggle out of so easily because yeah. he wants to, yeah. He wants us to get it. He wants us to, I, I, I think human nature is to take shortcuts. You know, then we don't actually have to go through the process, sure. right? We like to avoid pain. But man, there's a lot of learning behind the pain. And Americans, we don't wanna hear that. We wanna short circuit pain, we wanna numb it, we wanna, we wanna medicate it. But there's something in the pain that teaches us something in that perseverance, in that staying there with God. And um, I love just, I love hearing your story again. And yeah, I think <clears throat> you totally persevered. And love you said at the end, just you're relying upon something he'd already spoken, mm-hmm. something bigger than yourself. You hold on to that. Yep. Every day was, was difficult, but you held there. And I think that's really important for people to hear. Um, okay, I want to switch gears for a minute here. Okay, so now we're going to get into the into the romance. Okay, you guys ready? Wow. You, you guys know you're going to get this. Okay, so... Um, uh, okay, so obviously, let's just be honest, the elephant in the room is for everybody watching is if you're married or not married, will of God comes up with marriage. Oh, it's just, yeah. it's like, it's front and center. It's just flashing red lights. It's like, yeah, job, we're going to live. But really, it's like, Which who am I going to marry? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. because if I botch that one, there's a <laughs> life of pain, Okay. So um, so none of us want to do that, especially you start following Jesus. You're like, oh, this is a great relationship, you know, yeah. but then you forget he's perfect. I'm not. So it really is only one person has to correct things, yeah. you know. Relationships now, it's I've got to choose somebody that's imperfect, but I like them. There's a lot of things I like about them. But God, is this your will? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I, I think some pastor years ago said some sort of phrase. They said, you know, uh, people wonder... Uh, you know, uh, like after they get married, oh, was this the will of God? And they'll say, well, whether is or isn't, you're already married, so it is now. 
you know? <laughs> so I don't know if that adage works, but I think I think for you guys, just love to hear either one of you can share. Just, hey, a little bit of the, of the whatever you're willing to share, a little insider information on how did you guys come to the place, and either one of you saying, this is it. Because I know the journey, it, yeah. it wasn't like, hey, we met you in high school, went to prom, and then we knew no, that was it. No, okay, it's so a bit of a journey. It was a uh, pers- <laughs> perseverance story. So wounding uh, up the Well, <laughs> I think this this is great. I, we didn't know you were going to ask about of this. Of course you didn't, because, uh, hey, here we go. We're just we're, we're trying to be real. This is great, because we have really two ends of the spectrum mm. on how That's we felt true. like the Lord led us. Um, our relationship was long, well, to us, uh, felt long, rocky, a lot of just, all right, I'm going to persevere. We're going to persevere. We're going to stick in this. Um, I would say, you know, I had the experience of living alone in, in Africa by myself. And, and so while I'm there reading my Bible and, and seeing things like, he who, he who finds a wife finds a good thing, I'm like, okay, that's the will of God in my life. Like, there's yes. just no, no question anymore. You yes. know, if I thought I was an Apostle Paul, I wasn't. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm finding a wife, and I'm, I'm not, I don't and even care. I'm going to yeah. go find her. Yeah. And so I came back to the States on a mission, probably, oh. honestly. Uh, but when, when I met Sam, and, and mine's simple, I'll let her, uh, Sam share her side of the story because it's amazing. Um, but mine was, I met Sam. I actually met her as I was coming back through uh, South Sudan. Uh, we met in Brussels. I bought her a waffle. Um, okay. That? Yeah. That's a little pro tip out there. Um, Traveling through, <laughs> buy her waffle. But um, we didn't start dating till about two years after that. And uh, I met Sam. We went on a handful of dates. Uh, we were friends. I didn't meet her, and then we went on dates. We were friends for about a year. Yep. Um, we went on about three dates, and then she left and went overseas. And on those on those three or four <laughs> dates, yeah, yeah. I mean, time, it's, you know, a year, a day, <laughs> yeah, a thousand years, or one day to the Lord. So that's right. Yeah, that's I can, right. Uh, after you know, just a handful of dates, I was like, all right, Sam's beautiful. I have a blast with her, and she would live on mission with me. I'm, I'm in. I mean, it was like three dates, and I was done. I was like, all right, I'm marrying her. It's not that the feelings were quite there yet. He didn't that to me. Um, it's yeah. not that. Oh, he, I, he didn't let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't tell me no, that. No, no, no. He had his journal. That's, that's wisdom. Don't that's share wisdom. that. <laughs> yeah. Hold on to that for a while. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I was just like, okay, I'm going to marry her. Great. And uh, so then entered the pursuit. Sam's side of the story was a little bit different, but I would say even more powerful. Mm. And so uh, I'll let you. I'm trying to think which part of it. Just like how God told you. The will of God. I mean, yeah. I mean, really. How how did you look at this man? He knew the will of God for him to find a wife. Yeah. He found you, bought a waffle. Next thing you know, he's in. And so, for you though, another journey is a little different. So, just as a woman, certainly Mm -hmm. speaking to people, like that's a big deal when a guy pursues you, and you're trying to respond. Mm -hmm. Is this the will of God? This guy's dating me. Mm -hmm. Is this guy just like me? Like. Is this, am I going to make a mistake here? It's very vulnerable. Yeah. So just kind of, what are parts of the story to help people here? Hey, here's the process I went on to to getting to the place where I was more certain. Yeah. You know, it's, it's never going to be the writing on the wall, super, but it's like, I'm as certain as I can be that this is right. This this is the right guy for me. And this is the marriage for me. Yeah. How'd you get there? Well, first of all, I, I just want to kind of say this on the front end, but like, 
I mean, I was the same as every other girl. It's like, when's it gonna happen? Who's it gonna be? Sure. And there's no way they're around me. You know, it's like, yes. <laughs> it's just like how everyone yes. feels, you know? But I was very determined not to wait around. Mm. I was like, I'm not just gonna hang around and wait until he comes because God hadn't told me to wait. And so I just like, was like, I'm gonna go live my life. And so I was like on my way to Indonesia. And I, it sounds so dramatic now that I look back on it, but I was like, I'm gonna live and die in Indonesia, you know, single. Like I was pretty sure if I went to Indonesia, I was gonna fall in love with it and I would stay. And I think if I hadn't met Chris, I probably would have knowing yeah. my personality sure. and just how much I loved it anyway. And so I was grateful for that, mm. that like Chris wasn't gonna stop me from wanting to go after that anyway, but he made it, you know, a little bit harder. And so Chris and I, you know, started going on dates and, you know, again, I, I like this weaving of fear, but I think it's really relevant more than ever in this time we're living in, which yeah. is fear being everywhere. And um, I had always known I had, my parents are divorced and I had seen lots of people, lots of people's marriages, whether they're young or old, it, it's not, marriage isn't easy. And just yes. like what you said, we want to run away from pain. So it's easy <clears> to look <throat> at marriage and be like, I don't want that. Right. You know, like right. all I have is me and myself and I'm good at taking care yep. of myself. Yep. And I can run after God as hard yes. as I want by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like I don't want to drag anyone with me or be pulled anyway. Um, and so I met Chris and I had always been very impressed with Chris. And he asked me out and I took some serious time to pray about it because I was going to Indonesia. And I was like, I'm just not sure about this. Like, uh -huh. and I really felt like I need to go on dates with them. And, you know, everybody else was like, you have to, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, God, the community is like, why would you not, you know? Anyway. Um, and so we did, we, and then I left six weeks later and was gone. And I just didn't, I just didn't know, you know, anyway, fast forward, Chris comes to Indonesia and we, and eventually we come back and we're still dating. And we get to the point where we're trying to decide, like, it's been enough time, like, are we gonna get married? And I just was like, I just don't know. Mm. And always wrestling with, I mean, like, I just remember nights being like, Lord, like, you just have to speak to me. And I just felt so really lost. It was really, and I look back now and I'm like, it was so obvious, but we really do. God has to take us through a process. And it's not, it's often not clean because of whatever we've been through or whatever we, Right. to step into and so i actually ended up breaking up with chris out of just like Hard i know world. the dark She's days the lord spoke to him <laughs> i know She's dashing i know i had broke i broke up with chris because i was like i really just don't know if i want to marry him and it's not fair to keep you know the whole not right. fair to you you know and so broke up with chris and that summer went back to indonesia anyway fast forward had come back chris reinitiated with me and i was like no we're not i'm still haven't my mind hasn't changed and I just, so then the next three days though, I just encountered God. Like, mm. and really, I won't go into details, but just really powerfully to where I could identify like God is in this, you know? Mm. And he just spoke very simply, but in my heart, I knew that I like needed to marry Chris. And I like, it's like, wow, what a tr like, transformation from being <laughs> sure. like so lost. But it really is true. Like when the, like when the, you just sometimes just need a little word. And I think I knew all along I wanted to marry Chris. And, and, and people, Ash, your wife, my friends, you know, they, they would be like, we all probably knew it all along. It was just, you had to get there, you know? Mm. And um, and I reinitiated I mean, with Chris and yeah. it was in that that I was like, I'm positive. And really, I, it was mainly just because I just saw God in him. And he was like, there was nothing about Chris really that was a red yeah. flag outside of my feelings. Like yeah. I made so many judgments 
on our relationship based on my feelings. Like, oh, yeah. this day I'm feeling this way, this way I'm feeling this, you know, and I would <laughs> use that to judge Chris right. and my feelings and towards him and if that was God's will. Yeah. And so I've just become this huge opponent of like, whoa, what? Like, you're feeling, like, we just can't make these decisions. Yep. We make yes. a joke about this earlier and, about feelings. And, yes. And to like, just to clarify a few things, I hit on a few points that really has been a testimony uh, to me, you know, observing Samantha was, one, she's wrestling, trying to figure out the will of God. And in the way that most people like want, they want that audible voice, although yep. it wasn't yeah. quite that. It's like, in a moment, God spoke, and I'm not kidding, audience, Samantha did a 180. It was like, I'm not sure to I'm completely sure. Mm. And it was like, mm -hmm. huh, okay, God, could you have done that like a year and a half ago? Yeah. That would have been <laughs> like, awesome. That's, that's time, God. Um, but like also some other things that were big takeaways for me from us dating were, like she said, she didn't sit around and wait, and I didn't either. I, I wasn't, I was 31 when we got married, and I didn't spend that you know, 10 years from out of college to 31, just right. sitting around moping about being single. Yes. Actually had a lot of fun, did a lot of crazy things, went to the places I couldn't go as a married man, or I could go, but it'd be harder to go to. Sure. Um, I served, uh, you know, I just like was invested in the church. And so mm. uh, I would say to the young people that are just like feeling like I'm 22 and I just can't even live if I'm 23 and not married, sure. I'd say you can and yes. go for it. <laughs> until yes. that happens. Yes. Um, but That's also great. with that, we talk about the will of God, these lofty things. You know, we just had an awesome testimony of how God spoke, changed her heart, even towards me, which like, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> but the Los the Lotians, uh, Thessalonians, yes. uh, I, I don't remember exactly where, but it says, this is the will of God for your life, your sanctification, mm -hmm. uh, that each of you should abstain from sexual immorality and know how to control his body and holiness. And it's like, okay, we didn't know if we were going to get married, but we knew the will of God on our lives was to walk purely. Mm -hmm. And so that was a priority, right? Yes, right? And so I'd say, like, even as you're searching out the will of God, like, it's like, we so often focus on who am I married, what am I going to do? But, like, yeah. in the process, like, okay, he made it really clear, be pure, you know? Walk holy, just as he walked. And so, yes. like, in the things we didn't know, we trusted him. But in the things we did know, we committed to, you know, we're like, all right, we're, we're going to commit to that because we know it's his will for us to walk purely, yes. you know? And uh, I think so good. that just adds, that just like, you want to know the will of God? Start there, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, the the lofty stuff will uh, will come. It all kind of yeah. falls. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, even as we were thinking about this talk, I was like, I think really, like, we have to get our minds off of this grand vision. Like, yep. who am I going to marry and when? And just focus on, like, what did he say? What are you? And, and just keep moving. You know, if we just like stop and are stuck because we're so unsure what God's saying, we'll never <laughs> yes. go anywhere. And yes. I have found that I actually feel like I've found myself to be content with being like, I'm today in the will of God mm. and satisfied with that because. I, I'm just living the day to day. It's like I've just fallen to the right place. So like going yes. in these Antioch mission trips, my I like all of a sudden, even in Indonesia, was in all these humanitarian situations. Now I'm studying development because it yes. kind of started. I think that's something I'd want to do, and I want right. to see the church respond to. Right. And and it came from just following behind Jesus, you know, and 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 not making it about my calling. You know, that's like a really big temptation, like. God, but like, who are you calling me to marry so we can like do our thing with? And I think we just get lost in those things and it becomes yep. more about 
me, you know, yes. and, and wanting it to be significant or wanting it to be the right person that fits this mold. And I think that's often where I get yeah. off. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. so good. I, even as you guys are sharing, I, I just had this thought um, that, you know, it sounds like even in both your stories, you're even Samantha, you talking about Chris and doing the 180. It's like, <clears throat> if we talk about the will of God, oftentimes we are the main reason that we're hindering it, right? It's, it's not that God's will is off. It's actually our emotions, our pain, our fears are actually hindering us from engaging with it. So even back to your point of be holy as I am holy, you know? It's like uh, uh, refrain from sexual morality, like walk in purity and holiness. Um, you know, uh, you know uh, Jesus saying, I only do what I see the Father doing. Like, so maybe we coming back to this idea of the will of God is, Simply, it, it, it is to know him, to be like him, and, and also to remove things in us that are hindering us from engaging in the very thing that he's put us in. Or, or from even looking at our current circumstance and saying, well, this must not be the will of God because it's hard. <laughs> or because whatever, and actually saying, no, this is the will of God. Yeah. I'm in southern Sudan by myself eating rice and beans, and this is the will of God for my life right here and right now. Mm -hmm. That will change one day. Yeah. You know, but today this is what I'm doing. And I think maybe maybe part of the thing as we kind of wrap it up here is just, I love hearing y'all's story because it sounds like y'all have gone on the journey and I think come to this place in your maturity with God and discovery of like the will of God is whatever I'm doing today, mm -hmm. I'm going to give my whole heart to it. Yeah. I'm going to try to honor him with my life and tomorrow will, will be a new day. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't, and acknowledging, I don't want to get in the way of what he's trying to do, and meaning he wants us to be part of the story. But if we've just got fears or pain or stuff, wrongful thinking, it's hindering yeah. us from experiencing that. Or yeah, or it's like okay, maybe you never married Chris because you couldn't get out. Of, you couldn't get out of your own way, mm -hmm. right? And really, he's like, I'm trying to get you to have a radical heart transformation yeah. to see what I've been saying all along, and all your friends are saying, uh -huh. you know. Uh, so I, I, I love that it can be simplified into that of you're just trying to get to know him, mm -hmm. honor him, but then also being okay with, hey, it, maybe it's not just the circumstances that are hindering mm -hmm. my ability to engage with God. Maybe it's here. And I think to your point, we have, a, we have a big challenge in our society right now of being able to point the finger at ourselves, mm -hmm. right? It's, yeah. well, it's this guy didn't hire me. So it's their fault. Or I didn't get into that school. Oh, the missions. Or mm -hmm. I asked her on a date. She said no. Well, they're all wrong. It's like, well, hold on. Maybe there's something here that God's trying to get to so I can experience that fullness. So mm -hmm. anyways, I love that you guys are sharing. Maybe just to wrap it up, any final thoughts, anything you want to share just on this topic, anything else just on your heart to share? Yeah, I, I would just like affirm that. Um, you know, I'm just thinking about my own experience. And so while my, my experience doesn't define truth, I would say that I can see God's hand in some of my experiences. So graduating college, you know, great GPA, good experience, chose to stay in College Station, looks like things aren't working out. I'm working at a landscaping company mowing grass. And, you know, you could say, ah, I guess I'm like not in the will of God. This isn't working out. It's like, no, at that time, the, and, and I would say even now, like the priority was like his church. And so it yeah. didn't look like what everyone else thought it should look like. Right. Um, but he showed up in South Sudan. I mean, 
gunfire is going off because we're in a civil war. You could say, ah, maybe this isn't where you're supposed to be. But like he had several times along the way just shown me like this is where I'm taking you. And so yes. you could take that as, okay, I'm out of here now. I'm not advocating yep. Yep. to put yourself in danger. I'm just saying that there actually most of the time the situations I'm in pursuing Samantha, I mean, geez, like a year of like, I'm not sure how I feel about you, Chris. I could have easily taken that of, okay, maybe I just missed it. I'm out of here. (laughs) But like, you know, I think the times that I've seen God show up the most were there's a couple things involved. One, faith. I just felt like he said something. And so I'm like, I'm going for it. But almost it always, almost always accompanied things not working out very well. And it almost always accompanied then something crazy happening and it working out great, you know? Yep. And so, um, yeah, I would just affirm that, that, that being in the will of God, uh, don't look for human um, results, yeah. uh, at least uh, in the way that be open to, to him showing up in his timing and his yep. way um, and just walk in faith. So Yeah, and certainly don't, don't compare yeah, your life too, yeah. to someone else's because Sudan for you is... San Francisco for another. Exactly, yeah. And they can both be the will of God, but it looks very different. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I love that. Samantha, what do you want to say? I was going to say the same. One of that, just be really careful where we're actually feeling like we're getting our motivation to go a certain mm. direction from, you know? Like, is it really... Like, I find myself sometimes wanting to do something. As a, I'm a big dreamer. And I'll be like, actually, this is all about me. <laughs> you know? It's like taking <laughs> sure. a holy bed. Sure. But, yeah. like, it's really not about yes. God, you know? Yes. And, um, and um, there's this analogy I really like as somebody who, like, really does, like, decision-making, thinks about it a lot, like, every decision. That somebody told me one once recently, and it's from, from an author named Dallas Willard, and he can— he has this analogy of kids playing on a playground. They're like, you know, if your kids are playing on a playground, you would never expect them every five seconds to come up, Evelyn to come up and be like, what should I play next, Dad? Right. You know, or should I go on the swing? Like every five seconds, you're like, mm. just go play. If we're about mm. to jump off, I'll intervene. And if we need to move to the next playground, mm. I'll come and get you. Right. And I like that analogy because yes. I feel like that is a really good, helpful analogy of how do we live our life with God. It's like we have the Bible. We do what it says on the playground. You know, we're helping the kid that falls. We're, we're right. asking them about how they're doing. And, and we're playing. We're doing life. Yes. And if I'm about to hurt myself, God is sovereign. And since my, mm. by my eyes, since my eyes are always on my dad that's over in the, in the chair, you know, yep. I'll be fine. And if we need to move and I need to go into the next location, yes. he'll move me. That's and really so good. that has helped me just to get my eyes back down to the day-to-day and being like, I'm just yeah. walking day-to-day humbly and faithfully as best as I can, you know, and it's enough. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, thank you all for being here. It's been awesome. I got to learn some new things about you guys today. And uh, hopefully everyone tuning in, thanks for just being a part of this episode on the will of God. Hopefully you took something away from it. Uh, But I just want to pray just to end our time, uh, just to pray that really that God would be speaking to you, that you would seek him out in your life and the word and that things would be clear. So Jesus, we just ask that you would, for everyone listening, Lord, that you would, um, you would resettle them again and understanding that, that, that the will for their lives, that it can look different than their neighbors and their siblings and their friends, but that, God, would they be reminded that there is a purpose and a destiny put on every single, purpose, uh, every single person and that that may change and ebb and flow through time, different circumstances, but ultimately your desire is to draw us near to you so that we can behold you, so that we can look upwards towards you and say, God, what do you want with my life? You're the one who made me. 
I just want to follow you. So Lord, I pray for every person watching, stir their hearts, affirm them wherever they're at, encourage them, God. We do pray for the perseverance to come upon them, that they would have the strength and the courage to stay in it, whatever they're doing, even if it's hard, and to trust you through and through. Lord, we thank you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again, guys. We hope to see you next time.